check out beacons.ai slash comics fun profit for all the C4 FAP links you could ever need all in one place. You can provide feedback, listen, support, share, enjoy these. We have our Patreon there. You can buy us a beer or a coffee. You can check out our Instagrams, our Twitters, our Facebooks. Check out our YouTube page. You can email us. You can listen to our podcasts on Patreon, if you're a subscriber, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, on Podbean. We have Google Podcasts on there. We have an Amazon wish list. You want to buy Kyle and I something? Fine. You can do that here. We appreciate it. We have Kyle's RPG podcast listed on there, so you can check out his Dork Day Afternoon offerings. We have Cowabunga links, so you can check out the Cowabunga Deep Discount FOC and Pre-Order list. Get on that. That's RLCS, so you can check that out as well. And we want to just give you opportunities to say hi, to check out what we're doing, support us if you would like, or just listen. Check out beacons.ai slash comics fun profit for all the c4 fap links you could ever need thanks back to the show robert this is kyle and drew with your sneak peek at next week episode number 867 for comics november the 28th and november the 29th before drew and i get into what's coming up in your comic shop this coming day and wednesday drew How's it been, and what do you got for me in the world of Yeah, man, we've been off for a little bit. I had COVID, um, mm-hmm. so I was off, and then we had a family funeral that we had to deal mm-hmm. with out of state, so we couldn't, we could not figure out a way to record that week because we had to be there um, and deal with that. So that was two week, that was two weeks in a row. So we were, we we're back um, for this week and. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. I hope you had a wonderful mm-hmm. turkey day. We enjoyed ours. And um, we'll see. We'll see how December goes. <laughs> Hopefully oh. absence let makes the heart grow fonder and people yes. miss us. Yeah. Hopefully um, we don't have any more issues. We did get some fun questions submitted while we were out. Um, if uh, your favorite superhero had a day job, what profession do you think they would have. I think Daredevil had would be work. a lawyer. Who? I think Daredevil would be a lawyer. <laughs> oh, that's clever. <laughs> so, so you're right. Some do have day jobs, right? Absolutely. So Peter Parker has a day job. Mm-hmm. But like uh, that would not be a job you would have nowadays. So he'd have to have a different. Yeah. So I true. think he'd be like an Uber driver, some uh, some some gig economy thing where he could try to make uh, some cash and then disappear and not be beholden to somebody necessarily. That is perfect. He would be a door dasher. Door dash, exactly. And your yeah. food would never be right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Nightwing's never had a job. I guess he was he was Rick Grayson for a while, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Um so I guess he okay. so he was a spy and then he was a cab he would driver. Be, so obviously Grayson would be the guy in the gym who's the personal trainer. He would be the personal trainer. <laughs> that is perfect yeah. for him. Yeah, I think I think uh, Bruce Wayne needs to wait tables. You know, <laughs> he needs a little humility. Humility. He's a little entitled. Um, well, out of touch. The world's greatest detective. So we need him. I, he might be a professional poker player, something like that. Uh, okay. All right. All right. I'll give you that. I like that. Um, Moon Knight, psychotherapist. 
Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Silk would be a fashion designer. Okay. I like it. I like it. Very, very good. <laughs> Red Hood. Um, still just a, a criminal. Just a crazy person. Just just crazy. <laughs> just to... Just a serial killer of some sort. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine him doing a day job of anything. Like sales. Can you imagine like Red Hood in sales? No, I couldn't. <laughs> you will buy this. Now, um, Tim Drake could probably, he could probably be like a data analyst. Yeah. And, obvi- yeah, and obviously Batgirl could, could code. Yeah, Batgirl could code for sure. I think, yeah, Tim Drake could probably also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of coders in the Bat family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty good um imagine a crossover event where the marvel character and the dc character swapped powers which characters would you like to see swap a marvel for a dc interesting yeah i think i'd like to see batman get some cool cool power like a deadpool oh. power where he's just invulnerable <laughs> that would be yeah that would be a good one or, or yeah, maybe like Wolverine, Adamantium. That'd be pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, then and then have have some of the X Men with like so they're just they're just a dude. <laughs> yeah. They're just a guy. Yeah. And um, I well I mean I guess they're a well trained guy with lots of gadgets, but mm-hmm. uh, that'd be a fun one. Um, I always wanted like Aquaman and Thor to switch. Oh wow, that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. So, so you've got the, still be the, the you've got the quote unquote fish out of water being the literal fish out of water, <laughs> and then you get a guy who's maligned for his powers, then being given godlike powers. Yeah, would he still be underwater? He'd be a no. underwater god. No, no longer. No, no. But he then would Thor be... would be like, that was fish. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> If you were think, given, think if you gave like Joker powers though, like a villain that doesn't have powers, who's just nuts. Oh, yeah. So you give anything to like Joker. Oh, uh, it, that's true. If you if you give a a villain, if you're so, giving Bruce something, you got to give Joker something. <laughs> yeah. Give make jo- give Joker Spider Man powers. There you go. And he would be he would he would abuse them. Give Bruce Wayne Professor X's telekinesis. Okay. So with the way that he plans and he he's always you know one step ahead, thinking oh, yeah. he had He'd access everybody's to head. everybody's minds as well. Uh huh. How nuts would that be? Oh, that would be pretty good. That would be pretty good. Oh, yeah, I'd like to see that. Mm-hmm. And Superman can go, and um, his, all his powers can go to who's like the weakest Marvel. One of the lanterns. <laughs> or yeah, that'd be good. Cool. Okay. Give it to a lantern. Yeah. Give it to a lantern. All right. That would be kind of neat. Okay, if you could if you could take over writing any comic book, what shocking plot twist have you always wanted to introduce to keep people on the edge of their seat? So you get to pick any any comic and you get to yeah. take over the helm and you you get to introduce a new plot twist that either hasn't been done or you didn't think was done right or whatever. Oh, that's heavy, dude. That's too that's too that's too hard to drop in your lap. Yeah trying to think here that's something you gotta you gotta mull over i mean i know i know i would probably be boring and it'd be like you know what i just want i just want batman to solve some crimes work with work with the the gotham police department and solve cases Mm -hmm. um 
And so that would be boring stuff, but they don't do it enough. So that's that would I would go back to like that bread and butter. Yeah. Do something like, ah, Batman's parents are actually they've been alive the whole time. They just really didn't want to raise him. <laughs> they just gave him up for adoption. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> You know, rich people problems. Kind of <laughs> oh, man. I'm trying to think. I mean, I always... It would probably be something with Spider-Man and, like, going away from the friendly neighborhood and just becoming, like, the police of of uh, the city. Yeah. Just, the identity's out there. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to run things. I'm going to, you know, I'm going. You to, I'm and Bendis would get along. Really yeah, I'm well. going to. I'm going to fix all crime and everything. I don't need a secret identity. I don't need a life outside of this. I'm just completely dedicating myself to cleaning everything up. You know, that's not that. That's not that far removed from when. Um, was it? Was it a superior run when he I was, was going like, to say? I was thinking, yeah, kind of like, kind of like he was going to build all those bots mm-hmm. to like police the police the New York. And get crime down. I can't remember. Was yeah, that... that's exactly what it was. He, he, yeah, he had eyes everywhere. So like he eyes was everywhere. Yeah, crime. Uh, you know, but but I don't remember if he was actually Spider Man then or if he was like. No, that was when he was auto. When it was Octavius. When he was to Octavius, yeah, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Uh, but that's a good one. Um, Kyle, your favorite. You take your favorite animal, <laughs> Ooh. and um, you create a new super, superhero based on your favorite animal. What are their powers? We already have a king shark. I love sharks. Costume and origin story. So you love kitty cats. And so there's you already a cat woman. Yeah. Big uh, fan of shark. There's already a king shark. I love otters. So. Oh, there there is no there is no otter. No, I see what is powers. that animal that your adorable. Um, daughter has? The axolotl. <laughs> the axolotl. Yeah. Yes. The, yeah. the uh, obscure Mexican cave newt. <laughs> Yeah, I can't imagine that doing a lot of crime fighting. No, but Although, it's got the large gills and things, so it so it could be in and out of water. It could, uh-huh. uh, we could give it some sort of almost sonar type abilities. Yeah, um, can't really do the hedgehog since Sonic's kind of been done. Yep. Yeah, no, none of those little scurrying creatures. Uh, no squirrel, squirrel, squirrel girl's been done. Yeah, and I, I like things like eagles and things like that, but that's you know been done. You know, there's a really cool character called Hawk in My Hero Academia, who is well, a, a a bird transient person, that's and true. like he uses his feathers. His feathers, he has the ability to to use them as as weapons and and different devices and stuff like that. I always thought that was a, a really cool thing. But of course, I'm not the one making it. That's something that already exists. <laughs> yeah, it, and like Beast Boys, like all they've been all the animals. Mm-hmm. And so has that, has that been in mind? I mean, we've got like I, I don't know. It's been a horse. Has there been a horse? It's been <laughs> a centaur. Just 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 your average everyday centaur. That would be cool. I, that would mm-hmm. be nice. I mean, we've got Ant Man, so we've gone some of the insects. We've got Double Dinosaur. We've got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to. I mean, I'd like to. You know, Man's Best Friend. You probably need to do some. Uh, uh, like a dog super team would be pretty mm-hmm. awesome. Like a Justice League of animals. That would be fun. <laughs> I would read that. Yes, I, I was going to say I would enjoy that. <laughs> but we've been going so long, Kyle, that um, the 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 DC 
connect is out. Oh yeah. It has been out, I think for a couple of weeks. So it's the December edition for February, uh, 2024, oh, which so is what traditionally we're in. We're in the slow times, but yeah, we shall is, see. Well, it's, usually the worst month of the year Mm -hmm. for sales so can it overcome that i don't know yeah let's take a look of course on the front we've got our good fight the terrifying tale finally revealed of the joker year one written by our boy chip zadarsky and giuseppe comincoli on art but let's see if that's what we actually lead with when we get into dc and it sure is batman 142 do we want a definitive joker origin no, I was thinking the same thing. Do we do, do we want that as readers? I don't. I don't. I think we like the fact. I that like we the you know. know the whole three Jokers things where we have you know. I enjoyed that three too. completely different versions of them, and then you can have that autonomy be whatever you will. So that's interesting. The tragic death of the leader of the Red Hood Gang is a vat of chemicals has become the subject of myth. But what is the heartbreaking and gruesome tale of the monster who walked away from that violent? birth and how does it affect batman's distant future the joke year one begins here hmm. i like the red hood stuff i love that red hood gang yeah that's a but, i mean that's fun but i don't know i don't know that i want to abandon the three jokers and now this becomes the 100 percent. yeah the definitive thing i don't know it's only three issues right is that what it says mm, i am unaware three part weekly event unfolding in february yeah I like that that postage stamp that is the David Finch cover in the top right. It's very nice. Yeah. Oh, pretty. No, there's more covers. What is Sweater Weather Variant doing? What is that? This is what Trying Too Hard looks like. My goodness. Who is that supposed to be? Bruce. And I don't know. Yeah. Is he like at a sauna? Ah, that's dumb. Yeah, but we're getting 142 and 143 and 144. So we're getting all three. Mm-hmm. in the one month so whatever the event is you know it's only a month worth of event yeah and the 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 final one is the conclusion that has massive repercussions for the future which i don't like i don't want any repercussions (laughs) i mean i guess that's i mean some people like steaks but what if it what if what if we don't like the steaks (laughs) correct yeah we have to wait until we retcon it again and again, I don't know. All right, Drew, you and I like <coughs> the Super Sons, right? Uh, we, we did. But I don't know if this is going to scratch that itch. From Super Sons writer Peter J. Tomasi and fan favorite artist David La Fuente come the sinister. Oh, no. So the good thing about the Super Sons is they were kind of independently created and then shoved together in one. Mm-hmm. Now we're just like, hey, look at this thing we just made. They're bad to the bone, ready to brawl in the sense of two of the deadliest villains in the galaxy. They're the Sinister Sons, and the DC Universe will never be the same. When the son of General Zod was cast off of his adopted homeworld of New Kandor, Lord Zod runs afoul of a kid on a mission. Sinzor is out to prove he's got what it takes to live up to the family name of Sinestro. Okay. So we got Sinestro's kid and Zod's kid. Okay. That's, I mean, it's an interesting concept. Um, I don't know. I mean, I do like some villain books. And I like Super Sons, so maybe. Maybe yeah. I'll read this. I don't know. I mean, in this 
I mean, it's inevitable conclusion is Super Sons versus Sinister Sons. <clears throat> yeah. How do we get them the, the right ages? So. Yeah. Because if you look at this Dan Mora top left postage stamp, you got the Super Sons behind the Sinister Sons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do. Okay. So it could be in that time. And yeah, Peter Jake Tomasi can do whatever he wants with his creations. We shall see. We shall see. Sinister Sons number one. Very cutesy art, art style. We've got the design variants. David LaFuente doing those. The video game tie-in, Kyle. Ah, things are going to get messy in the prequel to Rocksteady's Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League video game. Each print issue includes a redeemable code for a bonus digital doll in Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. So the name of the the, the comic is Suicide Squad Kill Arkham Asylum 1. Jonathan Lehman, or John Lehman, writing that. Jesus Hervas on art. I like Rocksteady. I am very interested in this game. Um, we talked a lot about King Shark just a moment ago, and there he is right here in this. Uh, yeah, hilarious. We shall see. Four ninety nine, five ninety nine for cardstock. Five issue series. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the catalytic crossover, the cataclysmic crossover between the DC universe and legendary the monster. Catalytic converter. Yeah, <laughs> catalytic converter. Ooh, that's hundred bucks. <laughs> um, Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong number five. That jock variant. Is dope in the red up top that Teddy yeah. Bush's name. Yeah. Which Cho is that? Michael Cho. That's a pretty good Cho. Yeah. Big monkey. Big monkey on the cover. <laughs> Batman Off World hits issue four. Read the first issue of Batman Off World. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is uh, in space. We knew that. And there's a couple interesting characters that I I liked. But it wasn't like super immersive and engaging that first issue. So I uh, give it one more. There you uh, go. And Jason Aaron, right? He's Jason good. Aaron, yeah. So um, is it me? Is that man making out with Starfire? Looks like it. Well, there is a, um, what is she, a Tama Marion? What, what yeah, yeah. Whatever that whatever that race is. There's 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 one of those. Oh, so it's, yeah. yeah. Uh, Batman Robin 6, Brave and Bold 10, Detective 1082, still Rom V. Can we mix it up? Come on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Batman and Robin number six has an artist, and I don't know how to pronounce every umlaut in the galaxy or whatever is above <laughs> half these things. Nicholas is, wow. Says Mesha. Wow. What is that? Anybody has any clue on that? I don't That's, want to butcher it. Send yeah. us the phonetics. What, um, what do you, what is the even nationality of the, yeah. that name? Was that Jack? Maybe just late speak. His internet language. Uh, I think that's actually like real. <laughs> uh, Nightwing one eleven one one one. Ooh, Tom Taylor. As long as he's writing it, I'm in. Dan Mora giving me some covers. More sweater weather. That's a lot of Nightwing crotch on that. <laughs> Who is that guy? Same? Is it the same guy doing this one? No, different. A different person doing the sweater weather cover. My goodness. Birds of Prey hit six. Outsiders on four. Catwoman 62. For some reason, I thought Catwoman was ending, but I guess not. I like the purple suit. Yeah. Um, looks like that um, Inhyuk Lee is a purple, too, as yeah. is the 1 in 25 by Larics. And the 1 in 50. And the 1 in 50, yeah. The only one who did not get the memo was Takara. <laughs> Ooh, Matina cover on Penguin. Yeah. Penguin hits 7. 
that's been good. I've read a couple of those. I'm still behind a boss on Poison Ivy. I haven't been reading Harley Quinn. Didn't read any of the Golden Age so far. I don't see why you would. I don't know. I'll try to give it a chance, but there's so much other stuff to, that I want to read more. Speaking of which, this looks pretty cool. Red Hood the Hill, number one. Okay. Sean Marchenborough. Sanford Green on art. I like that. <clears throat> Six issue series. Sean Martinborough. Welcome to the Hill, work. formerly one of Gotham's most dangerous suburbs. Okay, so they're giving him his own Bloodhaven. That's cool. Um, a place that requires its residents to band together to keep themselves safe. When the police and sometimes even Batman wouldn't, now as the Hill finds itself gentrifying, old habits die hard as the vigilantes known only as Strife works with her team to keep the town safe. But she's not alone. Jason Todd, one of the Hill's newest residents, is more than happy to don the visage of Red Hood to help strike, strike keep his new home self. Doesn't that sentence did not make sense? It was not my fault. Very interesting. All help strike. Okay, that strike strikes a character, but a new villain is emerging from the shed. Um, so is Bloodhaven a, a Gotham suburb? Yes. Oh, why did I think it was like Chicago or something compared to New York? It's not that far away. Yeah, Bloodhaven was a former whaling town, which officially incorporated as the Commonwealth <laughs> into the Commonwealth of Gotham. Yep. Okay. So this is a city hill. usually depicted as being geographically close to Gotham City. It is weirder than I hear. Like, like, okay. All right. That makes sense. Because they do travel back and forth pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then they have a, a hill number zero. So you need to read that one first. Oh. So it comes out on the so six. It's just him packing and moving in. Yes. Why wouldn't you just put zero before one? So flip Red Hood the Hill is a six issue series. Plus the zero. Plus the zero. So just make it a seven. Oh, or, this is okay. This this is actually collecting Red Hood and the Outlaws 51 and 52. The zero does? Before you embark in Red Hark's newest adventure with the Hill, experience the story that introduced Jason to his newest home. As the Joker War ravages Gotham, a new vigilante group has formed to protect their turf, and the Red Hood finds himself caught in the crossfire. This thrilling tale collects Red Hood and the Outlaws 51 and 52 and is essential reading to get you ready for the hell that comes. What is Red Hood Outlaw 51 and 52, and when was that out? I don't remember that. I read a ton of Red Hood and the Outlaws, but I don't remember any of this. Okay. So this that's just the old Red Hood series. It was just, that's what it was called. Yeah. Okay. I had forgotten about that. Uh, Action 1062. Jason Aaron's still doing that. Uh, Superman 11, Josh Williamson. Neil before Zod, your boy Joe Casey. There we go. Mark so Wade. I, I don't understand. Okay, so we used to do theme covers in a given month, like, you know, selfie covers or movie theater and poster. Yeah. We, we just continuously DC's half in and half out because we've got like a smattering of sweater weather and here's a smattering of black history month. But like, why not just go full bore? I don't understand. it. I, I don't know. They don't want their eggs in one basket. So I guess they're splitting it up and doing multiple themes each month so that it, some might appeal to some people and the other might appeal to others. But like who decides who gets, a sweater weather and who gets a black history month and who gets what? Yeah. Probably the editors decide that it is. It is. I agree. But also, you know, it's probably rare that you can come up with like a movie poster variants or something that, that are good enough, a good enough idea that you can mine. Well, for... isn't it kind of just 
stupid. So far, we're on page 21. We've gone through two dozen books. And yeah. There's been one Black History Month cover. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why is there not more? This is February. This is February. Yeah. They just realized it at the last minute. Yeah. Like give them one. Yeah. A lot of a lot of sweater weathers though. <laughs> and nobody cares. I yeah. I'm not really seeing the appeal, but whatever. Wonder Woman six. That's I've only read Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman. I got to read the rest. Like there's th- up to three right now out. Is that Peacemaker on the cover of Amazon's Attack? Yeah. Not the right guy. Not the right guy, though. Cy Spurrier on The Flash, number six. With a pretty creepy cover there. Speed Force. I am uh, contemplating whether to read that or not. I don't know if I like that many speedsters. (laughs) Kyle, I skipped uh, Titan. Forgot that was Oh, yeah. Forgot that was a Tom Tom Taylor Taylor book. book. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I skipped it. Oops. Even our boy Dan Mora is doing sweater weather variant. Oh, that's right. And we're wrapping up the Beast World mini. Oh, that's right. That's right. <clears throat> so, yeah. That was all of, so it's all of like December and January? Or is it mm-hmm. all of just January maybe? I think it's just January. And trickle into February a little bit. I like that Blue Beetle cover A on six. The windows give me David Aha vibes. Oh, yeah, it does. It's got that that retro look mm-hmm. and the Aki bright is a uh landscape wrap cover it looks like mm-hmm. i will enjoy the 89 echoes with that classic catwoman i will enjoy both of those batman and the superman those are fun there's some black history month variant covers kyle all collected you for you We're getting a total of eight so there's some and there's all of our sweater weather covers as well like i mean guess you don't have that many black DC superheroes, I guess. Maybe that's what's the limiting factor. Huh. Interesting. And yeah, you're right. There's eight eight sweater weathers and eight Black History Month. But like one of the, one of the Shazam family kids is a black guy. You know, yeah. You could always so pull Lucius Fox on any of the DC titles. Yeah. I and mean, there's a hundred different things they could have done. Yeah. The Batman First Night Number One feels like we. Wasn't there a first night yes. series yeah. recently? <clears throat> yep. So it was kind of variation. But it is Dan Jurgens, Mike mm-hmm. Perkins. Retell it's a retelling. Of one of Batman's most infamous cases through a modern lens. In years 39, the world, still re- reeling from the horrors of the First World War, is on the brink of tipping into an even more gruesome conflict. Against this backdrop, a series of violent murders has begun in Gotham and the recent emergence of the mysterious vigilante known as the Batman as the power brokers of the city living in fear of institutional collapse. All the evidence in the murder investigation defies logic. The perpetrators are all men who died in the electric chair. And when the Batman comes face to face with one of those sickening anomalies, he barely escapes with his life, throwing into question his ability to survive in a world that is brutally evolving around him. Dan Jurgens, Mike Perkins returned to the earliest days of the Dark Knight, retelling one of his most infamous cases through a modern lens, depicting a world paralyzed by anxiety and desperate populace trying out for a release. So it's one of the early Batman issues or detective issues. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Re- the retold. 30s now, you hear? 
And I think they're just trying to get away from cell phones and the internet. That'd be interesting. I, look at his look at his outfit design. Yeah, with those big old bat ears. Yeah. <clears throat> now this is an interesting way. It's not a facsimile. It's a retelling of an old story in three issues. Oh, it's okay. So that's kind of that's kind of interesting. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> think it'll be dated. Think it'll feel dated. Yep, 100%. I yeah. saw guys with Tommy guns. <laughs> so then, yes. Yes, it will. Batman City of Madness. It doesn't say it's written by Christian Ward, but I think he's the writer, and I love that Sinkevich cover. Yeah. That Natural Born Killers cover. I love the Constantine Hellblazer Dead in America number two. Chiboy Sizeburger. And jamming some Swamp Thing in there, but they go... They get along pretty well together. They work well together, so that's okay. Uh, I believe that's a collection of the Generation Joker White Knight presents. Mm-hmm. So we are into some trades, I guess. Tales of the Teen Titans includes Tales of the Teen Titans 1 through 4. It sets up the big DCU epic Titans Beast Wars. Nobody cares. Spirit World, City Boy, Vigil. Uh, Absolute All-Stars Superman, the Grant Morrison, Frank Quitely run. They've re- reissued it. Um, all Twelve issues, a hundred and twenty-five bucks. Ouch! That's it. Uh, it's a hardcover. Okay, a little oversized then. Jay Lape, uh, the complete collection. So these are the JLA finds itself in a very hairy situation. So they're all apes. Okay, this is not. This is old, right? Mm-hmm. I've never read it. Yeah. So it's collecting. Legends of the DC Universe 19, JLO Annual 3, Bat Annual 23, Greenland and Martian Man. So this is okay. Very cool. Logo gets a Lobo gets a compendium, collecting a ton of his stuff altogether in a 1,256 pages. Wow. Yeah, it's a big book. And it's only 60 bucks. <laughs> a bargain. Yeah, compared to um that hardcover of All-Star Superman, which is only collecting 12 comics. Justice League Dark, Omnibus. This might be fun to read all in a row like that, collected. That could be fun. I didn't really realize Tinian was on that book. I thought it was always Rom V. That's interesting. Josh Williamson's Flash, Omnibus, Barkham Asylum. They're having some fun there. Don't care all AG. about any of this. Uh, Batman and Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo, where are you? More trades. Birds of Prey. DC versus Vampires. Naomi. <laughs> Tim Drake Robin. Mm-hmm. And we got um, an opportunity to listen to the Riddler, Secrets in the Dark, a new audio series on Spotify. A little QR code in there. This is my QR code work. This is great radio. Listen as I try to see if the QR code works for me. Oh, man. Fumbles with phone. It does. Yay. I listened to, what was another book? Another book had a QR code. There's been a couple that have been like podcast compendiums and all kinds of fun stuff. The only thing they should do, though, is don't put the like, when you have like a a suggested playlist for your comic, Mm -hmm. don't put it in the back matter. Yeah. Put it right up front like it's like the first thing we see so that we it can be playing while we're reading your comic otherwise we've finished the comic already and then we're going to listen to the playlist 
but we've already re- we've already read the book. Doesn't it make sense that you would listen to the playlist while you were reading it? Got to front load that stuff, right? Does that yes. make sense? It makes sense to me. Very cool. Kyle, what do we think of February's DC offerings? Um, it doesn't seem as dead as years gone by. Okay. That being said, there's not a tone that I care about. <laughs> uh, that's where I'm at. I'm like, um, we have 52 pages, so it's not as lengthy as a Marvel offering would be. Um, but outside of that Joker thing, and then the standard stuff that I've been reading, yeah, the Batman and such, man, there's not a lot that I'm I'm getting up for. So, whatever, we'll see. We shall we'll, see. Well, we'll never know. We'll never know how bad the sales are because <laughs> we never see the sales anymore. So they can tell us whatever. Let's go take a look at our friends at uh, CBSI and see what's hot and selling on the secondary market. All right. We're heading over to our good friends at comicbookinvest.com. Look at their hot 10 list. They got one right ready and up to date for us as we come up. And the first item we're going to talk about, Century number one. Cover A, as folks continue to buy up the first appearance of Century Following the news leaked from Robert Kirkman, prices started at 50 bucks but quickly rose to $100 for just raw. CGC 9.8s are still around 3 to 350. The variant cover seems to be moving about as well as the cover A, with nearly 20 sales of its own. Overall, prices are pretty consistent with the regular cover, but there was a high CGC 9.8 going for $420 on the variant. Many incorrectly listed this as an incentive variant, but as I understand, it's just the cover B. So we'll have to dig into what Kirkman said about Century. I think, it, though, he had leaked that Stephen Young from oh, that's uh, Walking right, Dead yep. was going to be um, was going to be in the Thunderbolt. So is is that right? Is is Century a Thunderbolt, or is that is that not a different? I did see. Yeah, I saw the Stephen Young thing, but I didn't read. Exactly. Maybe, what? Was that a different leap from <laughs> Robert Gerkman? We'll find out when, we'll, when you go yeah. to cover price. <laughs> yeah. All right, two, we have Hercules, Twilight of a God, number four. Bob uh, Layton, only a few sales, but this jumped from a $4 book to a $40 book, as it is being labeled the first appearance of Juno a female herald who looks like the Silver Surfer. Oh, yeah. With rumors of a female herald of Galactus coming to the MCU, this is spiking pretty wildly. Know what books are, as this is not the first appearance of Juno, as she's in issue one. She only becomes a herald in issue four. Yeah. Just FYI, peoples. At rank three, we have Secret Wars 7. Boy, we should have bought up every Secret Wars ever created, because they're all... (laughs) More than 60 sales this week as Julia Carpenter's first seems to be gaining momentum, while some of the other spider women are tapering off from last week. Higher grade Rawls are now over $30, while 9.8s are holding steady around 250. She does have the most material to mine from the comic from in in comics if they decide to spin off her character from this whole Madam Web. At rank four, we have Harley Quinn, Black, White, and Redder at number five. The one in 25 David Nakayama cover. Handful of pre-sales for this one in 25 incentive. And this book is a getting a good st- head start, already selling for 50 bucks. Since release, the prices began to rise with even a couple $75 sales. And a high of one for 90. At rank five, we have Amazing Spider-Man 2. 
10. Of course, more Madam Web stuff here, Drew. 40 or more sales this week. Prices are up a bit with 9.8s right around $1,000. A newsstand 9.8 sold this week for an impressive $1,800. Rawls are still around 60 to 80 but most are clearly mid-grade, very fine-to-fine copies. Most higher grades are probably being sent off to CGC right as we speak, and they haven't hit the mark. At rank six, we have Prelude to Deadpool and the Deadpool Core, number three. Only another handful of sales this week, but raw prices are quickly going up to 40 bucks. That's why it makes its way back onto the list. Even a CGC 9.6 selling for $180. Been looking for more Deadpool news. Haven't heard of you lately. Yeah. Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, number one from Tong King. While the volume on this book has slowed since last week, the price is starting to rise. Where it was only 10 to $15 last week on the outside looking in, it has snuck up to around 20 to 25 in the last few days. That's weird. At, yeah. At rank eight, Alien Legion, number one. 50 or more sales would normally put a book higher on the list than just rank eight. But this repeat has plenty of cheap ones selling for just around $10 still. High grade are selling around 15 to 25 and a CGC 9.8 did accept an offer on an all-time high price of 300 At rank nine, we have Daredevil Black Armor number one, the one in 25 Raphael Grazetti cover. Not a ton of sales for this new release, but the price on this one in twenty-five has gone from a pre-release price of fifteen dollars to thirty to fifty, with a high sale of sixty-two dollars. Okay. Hercules: Twilight of the God is coming in at rank ten, a Bob Layton written book. This one is the first appearance of Juno as a character. She's even on the cover. She's just not a herald of Galactus quite yet. That said, only about 20 sales so far. Most have been only for 3 to $4. But there were a couple of high sales of $22 and $30. In our notable sales category here from our good friends at Comic Book Invest, we see Amazing Spider-Man Presents Black Cat number 1, the CGC 9.8. This is our J. Scott Campbell variant, one of my favorites. Another hot JSC cover that folks have no problem paying quite the premium. Mm. A $2,000 sale this week is a solid jump from the $1,600 it was back in. And we have Black Cat Mystery number 37, a CGC 9.6 for this old, old, old book. This final copy stands alone at the top of the census with the closest competitor being only a 9.0. That said, a $12,000 sale is quite a feat for this classy black cat mystery that's interesting a pair of black cats uh different, yeah exactly different genres there that's that's really really cool um remind me kyle do we want to go do we want to break up our sneak peek at next week and do like uh the lunar stuff and then do our cover price and then finish it with the previous or do you want to do all the cover price Head on over to cover price with me. Let's just do a cover price and then we'll end with our all of our. You gotta end on that sneak, sneak peek. Peaks. Don't break you're, don't break yeah. it up is what you're saying. That's right. That's don't right. book. Yep. Now the question is, Drew, we've got some major spoilers in some of our cover price items. Yeah. Because of uh, Loki. Post credit. No post credits on Marvel. Uh, Marvel. Yeah. What do you want to do? I'll talk on the books, but I'm not going to read. Wow. Okay. I'll give people a little bit more time because I don't think. Okay. 
people were running out for Marvels. I know that's true. That's true. On getting X-Men 164 newsband variant, um, we are seeing spikes in that 44 copies, a uh, high sale of $160 for raw, but fair and market value. You can sit them around the very fines for around $33. We are also selling the non newsstand variant is at our rank two on this one. Um, 69 copies of that one. A CDC 9.8 selling for $255, $27 being fair market value for the very fine. So Uncanny X-Men 164, the big hot book there. At rank three, we have X-Men 27, the Peach Momoko new champions variant. Last month, a series of covers was released that fell under the banner of new champions. All of these cutter covers were theoretical sidekicks to establish Marvel superheroes. Of all the covers... Maystorm was the first to be taken from concept to feature in a comic book. Momoko announced that Maystorm will be a permanent part of her Ultimate X-Men series. This announcement immediately lit a fire under this book and sent it to the top of the list as fans rushed to pick up a copy of Maystorm's first cover appearance, tracking 25 copies sold, high sale of $25 for Raw, currently getting for about 24 so... Hovering right around there. This really dope cover that I loved when it first came out. Beneath the trees where nobody sees number one. Just the old cover A. Where you're looking through the treetops and seeing the uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. The cuddly serial killer bear known as Samantha is causing quite a stir. It isn't because of all the murderous tendencies in a quaint little village. It's because this book is heating up on the aftermarket. There are two reasons for this. Everyone who reads it loves it and is hooked for more. It's also very tough to find. The scarcity and fanfare are helping this book stick to the top ten longer than most hot books tend to. Forty copies continuing to sell. Thirty bucks for a roll. Fourteen if you're really being biggie. At rank five, we have The Amazing Spider-Man 37, the Arthur Adams 1 in 25. Beautiful cover. This issue marks the first appearance of Norman Os. Wait a minute. Marvel Comics published that issue 37, 57 years ago. No, this issue is not a minor or even a major key. It is simply great artwork by a notable artist. It probably helps that the subject of the cover is the ever-gorgeous Mary Jane Watson. Aside from the great cover work, this book is a retailer variant and the re- return of the Spidey variant, Rick Rap. A couple of Funhouse villains debut in this issue, but their importance is yet to be determined in the over- overarching story. In the meantime, we tracked 54 copies, $40 for Rawls, $29 for fair market value. Just a great Arthur Adams cover. It is a really good co- looking cover. Yeah. Astonishing X-Men number four, the Beast cover. Peach Momoko has built a huge fan base with her artwork. There are also tons of supporters of her unique limited series. Her next big project, Ultimate X-Men, will feature a new X-Men team. The mutant armor will lead the new team. Armor's significance is in this series and has shined a light back on her first appearance with such an important role. Fans are curious to see if armor has what it takes to live up to the title of the leader of the X-Men. We sold 22 copies with a high sale of $64 for CGC 9.6 and fines on the market value. Three bucks at rank seven. We have star Wars hyperspace hyperspace stories. Number 10, the regular 
Ricardo Fassini cover. The Bad Batch has hit was hit when it arrived on Disney Plus. The show was a spin-off uh, from the Clone Wars, focusing on a group of elite troopers with genetic mutations. Ironically, these genetic enhancements allowed clones to resist the mandate of Order 66, turning them into fugitives from their own brethren. This book marks their first comic book debut and is moving fast in the aftermarket. The Bad Batch has a strong fandom and it shows with 19 copies moving and a high sale of 80 bucks for CD 9.8 copy. And, but 10 bucks will find you a near mint raw. The secondary rank A, we have Daredevil number nine. The first trailer for Echo has been released and generated some hype over the new show. The production is said to be the inaugural Marvel show to feature the new Marvel Spotlights banner. This banner will indicate that the show will function much like a one-shot comic. Viewers will not have to do their MCU homework to understand the series. To top it all off, we see the return of the brutal and terrifying Kingpin. So many positives surround this show that it makes sense that Maya Lopez's first appearance is seeing its second week on the top 10. It's tracking an additional 21 copies, CGC 9.8s, in achieving an impressive $200. Fair market on near mints, 79 is Daredevil issue. Kyle, do we like the idea of a standalone Marvel show that doesn't do any tie-ins with the greater MCU storylines and Easter eggs and mid-credits, end-credit stuff. It just depends. Cause like part of I my favorite thing about, yeah, part of my favorite thing is the end credits and the tie-ins and the, the, where are we going next of the world? Yeah. Yeah. But I understand we are in a, an area where we're not following a long narrative necessarily and any little jump in that we can get to find a good, show we should do so hmm. oh, well. i get it but yeah they're, they're less they're less must see but so long as there is a place for post credits things yeah i'm fine but they don't have to be included in i don't know i think they do drew disagrees <laughs> i like them I, want yeah, them. I, I completely agree i completely agree at rank nine, we have X-Force 46, the Jeff DeCall 1 in 25. Not every book must be a key to be in the top ten. Some books deliver a fantastic cover that everyone needs in their collection. This is one of those. Jeff DeCall illustrates a beautiful contrasting image of X-23. This cover is also a retailer incentive, making it much more difficult to find. While the hunt continues, we track 20 copies sold in the secondary market. $74 for a raw, near met fair market value. $52. And our boy Bjorn Barons with Ghost Rider 17. When Marvel first announced that Helverine, very few people took the character seriously. However, the debut has proved that both the story and the character are amazing. While fans did buy Harold Wolverine 36, the first cover and full, full first appearance, many did not buy into this book. This was due to Marvel not advertising this as the first cameo of Helverine. As Helverine became more popular, the book became harder to track down, as fans have caught wind of the cameo appearance hidden behind this fantastic cover. 16 copies in the secondary market, $63 for Raw, 39 near Fair. Nice. At rank 11, we have Birds of Prey, number three, the Otto Schmidt, one in 25. 
Um, the community has spoken. They want more heroines and those a bit villainous gracing their variant covers. Black more Canary heroine, gets the More heroine. More, oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, this one sold 17 copies with a high sale of 60 bucks for Raw. And um, that's not too shabby. That's a great cover. It's a great cover. We've been tracking it for a while. Um, at rank 12, we have the Young Avengers number one. Um, this one... I think we moved out of the way so that we could get to the uh, number six that we wanted, Kyle. I have this book. <laughs> we have a couple of these. Um, this is uh, first appearances: uh, Wiccan, Kate Bishop, Hulkling, Patriot, Iron Lad. Um, no, we did want this one. We did want this. it. Was Young Young Avengers Presents? Right, that was the one. That was the Kate Bishop. But I that inadvertently the- purchased this one, which has paid off in Spain. Yeah, it's a good one. Anyway, 15 copies of this one sold. High sale of 316 bucks for a CGC 9.8. Current raw near mints around 80 bucks. Nice quality dollar book purchase there. At rank 13, we have Dazzler number one. Still selling. 33 more copies sold because Taylor Swift. Tay Tay. Uh, <laughs> rank 14, we've got uh, Spawn number one. Old school. Continuing to sell 24 more copies of this thing moved. Uh, uh, nine eight uh, sold for 184 dollars. Uh, near mints around 25. At rank 15 we have Amazing Spider-Man 129. Um, this has oh this is First Punisher duh 129 and um, sold 21 more copies. Um, Great key to have. A high sale of $4,320 for a CGC 9.4 with a very good going for $807. Um, X-Men 130, the newsstand. This is more Dazzler. Uh, sold 14 additional sales with a high sale of 480 for a CGC 9.6. Current raw near mints around 328 bucks At rank 17, we have the um, the Incredible Hulk 340. This is um, a classic uh, Todd McFarlane book. It's his early works. High sale of $1,182.75 for a CGC 9.8. Um, raw near mints around 218 bucks. At rank 18, we have Ghost Rider, the Ryan Stegman, uh, number 17, the Ryan Stegman regular. This is another Helverine um, book. Uh, $20 for a raw copy. Eight, eight of these moved. Only eight. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man 252 hits rank 19. Um, one of our favorite black suit Spidey books. Um, mm-hmm. uh, one of I actually like this one better than ASM 300's cover. Oh, yeah? The Marvel team up and the spectacular. This is my this was my favorite uh, black Classic. suit of the, of the four. Um, um, this is uh, selling 14 more copies. High sale of one thousand six hundred eighty five dollars for a CGC nine eight and uh, raw near mint sold for one eighty seven. Um, so at the uh, rounding out the top 20, we have uh, Amazing Spider-Man 36, the Art Adams 1 in 25. This is another black cat on the cover. And this sold 12 copies with a high sale of 50 bucks for a raw and um, current near mint selling for $44. And this is um, 
another another great uh, black cat cover that we've been uh, loving for a while, but high quality stuff. Now let's slide on over to our good friends at Lunar. See what's coming out this week for our sneak peek this week. Yeah, we're going to start with our Lunar mostly DC items coming out on the 26th. Of course, the big thing, Action Comics 1. Action Comics Annual 1, I should say. A whole bunch of different covers there. Yeah. New Batman. Interesting um, cover from Felipe Massafera as he... uh, in his tongue coming out of his so, tongue. Yeah, very weird. Yeah, that's an interesting one. A weird bat symbol on one on one of them as well. Yeah, Zurin R foil variant, and then the Dustin Nguyen all purple cover. David Finch is the best one. Batman Forosim and facsimile. Yeah, that's a that's we're gonna do a facsimile for that. That's nice. That's year is that year one or year two? Year one part four. <clears throat> so I'm assuming we've done them all at this point. Mm-hmm. The Batman Santa Claus Silent Night, number four of four. Some nifty Birds of Prey cover featuring Harley. Yeah. A lot of white space on the um, Chris Bacalo. Yeah. Red space if you go to the next page and look at the 150. Oh, I see what he did. Okay. Jason Sean Alexander with a really good Detectives 1080 cover. Is that the uh, wanted poster? Mm-hmm. Do you like? Is that the one you like? It's pretty good. Um, yeah, I actually like the uh, the one with the angel on the shoulders. Oh wow, that's a nice one too. Oh neat. Fire and ice with a um like a f- selfie. Yeah, selfie variant. Going back to the well there. Oh Harley Quinn's got plenty of great covers. The uh the thirty five Santa cover is an homage to the Harley Quinn first appearance in. Oh yeah, twelve. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of those Harley Quinn 35 have great covers. Yeah. Ironically enough, she's jumping over Devil Dinosaur in the one in 50. And yeah, a lot of really- Neil before Zod, we have a really cool Bjorn Barron's cover where he's ripped out the spine of somebody or <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty creepy. That is uh, Superman's cape is all it is. But I, oh, I, I fell it, for that. It, as looked, well. it looked bloody. Yeah. It looked bloody. Zod is chilling on a, a throne of kryptonite. So Zod is not kryptonite doesn't affect Zod. I don't. Really I don't understand that. That seems weird. Yeah. Ah, there's my tale. Noon Teen Titans number one facsimile. Very cool. George Perez on art. Yeah, it's classic. A lot of good Poison Ivy and Penguin covers and Power Girl. All solid. There's AWA's Ribbon Queen. That's, that's issue six. That's been really good. And the sickness comes back in with number four. Kind of a creepy cover. Might do okay. <laughs> Are these Beast World? Yeah, we're deep in Beast World for Titans, aren't we? Beast War. Because... I think this is Beast World. Is yeah. there also a Beast I, War? It's Beast, it's Beast World. I, I got it. And uh, Gotham War. It was Gang War. Gotham War. Yeah. Gotham War. Yeah. That. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> let's take. Let's take a look at uh, eleven twenty-seven. See what kind of cool stuff we've got. Oh, there's that great Deadly Class compendium. Well, we got the first Duke, Kyle, from Skybound. Oh, my. For you uh, G.I. Joe guys, a little prequel action. And you can't go wrong, that one in ten with a, um interior headquarters shot. Those, those are always fun. Mm-hmm. Building cutaways. I like those. Plenty of one in um, 
fifties, one in twenty five, one in one hundreds, plus a one sketch. One in fifty with my boy Starscream. Oh, one in twenty, one in two hundred fifty. Holy moly! Where's Starscream? Oh, yep, there's Starscream. You're right. You got Edenwood hitting issue three. Holy Roller. That looks that's a pretty cool cover. I like that one. Packless Zero issue. And the Schlub hits issue five from Ryan Stegman. World Tree at six. Wow, we're not finally doing a million different. I, th- I think we're on like the sixth printing of one. <laughs> we're just printing new ones now. What, of uh, World Tree? Yeah. And that's it. Heading over to some of our boom items over on Previews World. These are uh, the stuff coming out on the 29th, right? Yep. Something is Killing the Children, 35. Yeah, because here is, when we get into Marvel, here is Gang War for Marvel. Yeah, so, so Spider-Man is in Gang War now. Okay. Howard the Duck gets in the first issue again. Mm-hmm. Moon Knight at 29. Last Days of Moon Knight. Yep. How dare they. <laughs> Spider-Woman relaunching again. I love X-Men Blue Origins, number one, the EM Guest Mystique variant. I love that 70s style. Oh, that is nice. But, you know, in the 70s, comics didn't look like that. <laughs> it's so, true. It's evoking, it's evoking a time that never was, really, in, on comic covers, which is cool. Yeah. Nothing in Dynamite. It's nice to see American Psycho uh, going to a second print. So that was yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, of course, I was obsessed with the uh, the business card variants, you were, but you were. Yeah, Kyle, they're doing a Basic Instinct comic book after all these years. Where's the Beaver Shot cover? Well, that's weird, right? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, it wants who's 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 clamoring for that? Yeah, I guess licensed property sells. Does he think it's a retelling of the movie? Doesn't seem like it. <laughs> make any sense. Oh, Crave number one. Who's doing that? That's uh, Maria Lovett. Mm-hmm. They'll, be, they'll be kinky. <laughs> Drive Like Hell hits two. So does Edenwood. I thought Firepower was over. Oh, They've scheduled an end to it, but it's not quite there yet. Oh, uh, okay. So we have, okay, so we've seen like the previews of the last yeah. issue. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's where my confusion lies. American Mythology doing Cross Cross <laughs> by Mariano Nicenza. I don't not my style. Local Man is back with issue seven. We've got Miracles from CEX Publishing, and that is a second print and first print that's coming out on the same day. Interesting. Which is an interesting allocation deal going on. Um, so I, I mean, I guess that's good. Yeah, sold I really agree. Well. Yeah, rolled, sold really yeah. well. Antarctic Press has Ninja High School 191, the Mario 3 cover. Wow, oh, very cool. <laughs> Going after your heart there, Kyle. Yeah, they, they really are. You played Mario 3 a lot. Yeah. Rick and Morty, yet another number one cranked out. Space Trucking, number one from Opus Comics. Cool looking cover and a cool looking uh, action figure variant. Yeah, they do have some cool cool covers and lots of them. Mm-hmm. Squish and Squash number one, a Keen Stop Keen Spot book. Super Liquid Avatar from American Mythology. Okay. Uh, Tales of the Bazaar from Dren 
Productions After Dark. Not familiar with that publisher. Mm-mm. No, it's an anthology. Let's get out of here with your anthologies. This Little Piggy, uh, number one, from Scout Comics, was a that was a pick back in the FOC days that we did. One of us. Me or you. Can't remember which. <laughs> uh, Seems like more me, doesn't it? Yeah, I was going to say. Vectors, number one. That is a, a, a Scout comic, and that's more of a space. Yeah. High five type of book. Seems kind of cool, though. It does. All right, Drew, we have the board of the podcast where I ask for your pick of the week. It's the one book to run into your local comic book shop and pick up. Man, I am struggling with a slam dunk this week. I might have to go back up to some of my DC stuff and just pull a a great cover that I want. I'm going with the X-Men Blue Origins number one, that Mystique variant. No problem, huh? You've got it it ready to go. Oh, yeah. It's the definitive Nightcrawler origin story. It's a beautiful cover. Unfortunately, $6, but eh, we'll get past that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Crave. I don't know if I want to take a little piggy again. I think I have to go. I'm going to have to go Crave. Um, Gots to do it. Yeah, it's a mini series, though, but I want to give it a shot. So, mini series, series A. Too or easy. cover A. Cover A. Hey, everybody. Thank you for coming back. We have missed you. We've been off for a couple of weeks, but we are back and better than ever. So we just appreciate you hanging out with us and heading on through our sneak peek at next week. If you want more from Drew and myself, head on over to Patreon. Uh, find our Patreon where you can find additional time. If you want to chit chat with us in the Slack channel, you get access to that uh, ad free and bonus coverage pods as well for Drew and for myself. See you. As you know, our LCS is Cowabunga Comics, Lake Country's Wisconsin's best pop culture destination for new comics, back issues, gaming, retro video games, vinyl, and figures. Give them a call, 262-569-9999. Check them out online at cowabungacomics.com or follow them on Twitter at Incredicow. They are our LCS... And we utilize their deep discount mail order service to bring Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, closer to us. They'll take care of you. Tell them Drew and Kyle sent you. Say hi to Eric and James from us. If you need an LCS, you can't go wrong with Cowabunga Comics.